Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Watcher episode number 244 as we talk about some shorts this week, our fourth edition of the show. Glad you could join us. I'm Corey Charette, and joining me as always, my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Corey. Good to be here. Had a hey. fun weekend. Oh, yes. So that's what we're going to talk about first. How was your journey to PAX South? Is that what it is in San Antonio? Yeah, PAX South. Uh, Penny Arcade Expo South. So gaming convention, geek convention, pretty much to celebrate all things gaming, board games, video games. A lot of fun. Anything? Still excited. Anything like worthwhile? Anything really like you want to like grab right now and and have? Um, I picked up a cool little dice game called Dice Throne. It's kind of like a Street Fighter one v one kind of board game with dice. Um, a lot of fun. Mm. Played a lot of fun games. I don't have them all written down, but you know, I'll collect my thoughts. Maybe post something. Oh, good. I, I, I'm I'm a I'm a board game person. I love board games. Just board games, card games, all that stuff. I'm I'm old school in terms of games. I think they can be just as fun as the video games. They really can be. It's more fun, I think, because you actually have the person in the room with you when you're playing against them, as compared yeah. to like virtually. Right. The games that have little backstabbing elements are kind of fun. Mm. Yeah. We have a, uh, speaking of a side note, we, have, we haven't played it yet. We got Monopoly Cheaters Edition. Cheaters? I've never heard of that. I like never the did. the TV show? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. It's, um, from what I can see in it, it's, um, it came out like last July. But you uh, get cards where you can cheat. Like you give counterfeit money out. You uh, use somebody else's piece. You skip spaces. A bunch of little things to basically help you get ahead in the game, and you try not to get caught. Ooh, this sounds exciting. It, it really does. I, I'm a Monopoly fan anyway. I just don't like the fact that it lasts forever in a day to play. But I love the fact that there's something like this out there, and I, I really can't wait to play it with the family and be a real idiot and just be mean to them all. <laughs> that That is one franchise has taken off there's so many monopoly variants out there it's crazy yeah but i'm t i mean it's 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 basically like a fan service if you're a fan of harry potter there's one if there's a star wars one there's a doctor who one there's you know this that and the other thing but i like the fact but they that have a they license that name you cannot say monopoly you cannot use monopoly game elements or you will get sued so e exactly i mean it's great if you're a fan of something for that but i like the fact that this is a different variation of the game, not just the same game with, with a different face on it. I like that. That looks cool. I'm looking at the pictures. It looks kind of cool. It does look cool. And when we, when I, we do get around to playing it, I can't wait till we do. I'm going to have to definitely give a full report on that. And this is not advertisement for Monopoly. Cheese no, edition. it isn't, but I do like Monopoly and that's my personal opinion. Awesome. All right, let's get on some news here. Uh, this is probably, Brian's got the biggest, probably the biggest science fiction story of the week. Yeah, and this kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, we did not expect this. Nothing in the tea leaves came up. But uh, Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman, who uh, directed the original Ghostbusters movie, said he has a sequel in the works. And it's a sequel to Ghostbusters 2. Whether it's going to have the original cast in it at all, we don't know. But reading this article, it's supposed to involve teenagers uh, the article kind of insinuates that maybe the the popularity of of Stranger Things and them being in the Ghostbusters outfit might have prompted this. But um, after this article, there was a teaser, little teaser video. Did you watch that? Yeah, I did. It was released. It really wasn't anything. It was just showing the 
the Echo One, uh, Ghostbusters mobile, like in an old abandoned uh, like garage, in the country had a tarp over it, and then you know tarp came off and said Echo One, just to kind of like super tease. But this is supposed to come out sometime in 2020. Um, I don't know with kids involved if I'm if this is going to be for me. I think this is going to be a younger generation thing. What do you think? All right. First of all, let's discuss. There was a Ghostbusters three. It was a video game. Okay. Okay. It okay. It was a very good looking video game. Um, they had all the original voice actors back to play the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So that's as close as the Ghostbusters three. Obviously, one of them's passed away now, so that's kind of difficult. Secondly, they're Ice all, Bangler. Yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. Spankler. Um, they're all in their 60s. So this is going to be like Ghostbusters, the next generation. I, I really don't care. They had a cartoon like that, too. Wasn't they yeah. called Ghostbusters Next Generation or something like that? I don't know what they had. I don't, I don't even want to think about it if they did. Um, let's just keep it where it is in the 1980s. Um, I don't. Well, it's supposed to take place. I guess after the events of Ghostbusters 2. And like you said, the the original cast are really old and I don't know if I want to see geriatric Ghostbusters. I don't think so either. And there was a one point when they were talking about Ghostbusters 3, the Bill Murray said that he wanted to be be killed in the movie and become a ghost. Oh yeah, that's been around. That I mean I mean that's that, been around. That's been around for a while. So if we're going to do this, are they going to kill Bill Murray off? I mean, is this Zombieland 3, basically? I mean, I think maybe like the kids are going to show up. They're going to find the Echo One. They're going to like track down the original Ghostbusters and probably like, hey, train us. We can help you. We can be the Ghostbusters. You know, I think oh, that's how they're going to pass the torch on. Kind of like Ghostbusters 2 was where they were has beens. There's no reason for you to be around fighting ghosts anymore. And then the next generation comes out and says, hey, we'll, we'll do it now. And something happens where there's more yeah. ghosts. And there's like I mean no connection to the the all female Ghostbusters. I don't I don't acknowledge that one because I never saw it and I've never heard good things about it. It was abomination. It yeah it was. Um, I love Ghostbusters one. Ghostbusters two was was okay. Um, I don't think they should try to try to continue that franchise now. It's it's been literally what thirty years. Yeah. It's thirty. It's been thirty years since they've done a movie. Why, why try? Because to- Sony, Sony is milking every property they have. I don't know. I just, I just feel like that. I don't know. I was so disappointed. I, I don't want to see this film. There, I mean, first of all, Rick Moranis is in retirement. He'll never come back. So I can't see him coming out to do that. Sigourney Weaver, she, she could do it. She could do it. She could pull it off. Annie Potts, she probably could pull it off too. Um, but like I said, there's one Ghostbuster that's passed on in the, in the real world. So he could have, they could explain that away and say he passed on in the, in the real, in the world of Ghostbusters. Yeah, I know. But I, I, I don't think you'd want to have him as a ghost either. And it's just, no, 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 no. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a great fantasy, but I don't want it to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And did you ever watch the, the female Ghostbusters? I did. It was just Okay. It was just trying to it basically copied every beat of the original Ghostbusters, but with females, mm-hmm. and the the comedy kind of fell flat. Um, I wouldn't suggest it if you don't really care to see it. Yeah, it's one of those. Actually, it's one of those films that I keep forgetting that was ever made when they until they mentioned Ghostbusters, because uh, one of the ladies in that film, I can't think of her name. She's on Saturday Night Live. 
she uh she's already like poo-pooing the Ghostbusters three. Oh really? Yeah. Um Kristen Wig, Kate McKinnon. No. Miss no. McCarthy. Nope. The other one. Leslie Af- Jones? Leslie Jones, thank you. The African American lady. Yes. She's already poo-pooing uh Ghostbusters three, and um you really shouldn't be poo-pooing something when you've done uh poo-poo versions of yourself. So <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yeah, no. Um I I don't care. It's it's 30 years now. It's it's nice little so you're watching this. You won't be watching this when it comes back. There's got to be some really compelling trailers to make me go, oh my God, this is going to be literally Ghostbusters 3, 1990 something that I wanted to watch. Well, even Jason himself in this in the article says he really did not have any aspirations to do it. He said that if I made a Ghostbusters movie, there would be no ghost busting involved. They would just be talking about it, talking about ghosts. So there must be something compelling for him to like, you know, want to do this. It's going to have to be different than the last two. I think it will be. That's the thing. You can't just have it like, oh, look, ghosts are around. Let's kill the ghosts or capture yeah. the ghosts. Yeah. I'm going to save judgment until I see something like a trailer or teaser. Yeah, I have a feeling, like you say, it's probably going to be something like the the old firehouse is kind of abandoned. The ghosts are trapped in the, the thing, and the kids find it or something. I don't know. It's just... The fact that it's connected to Ghostbusters 2 is exciting. That's the only thing that has me excited. Besides that, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, how are you going to make this compelling for people? First of all, okay, you've got a generation like us who've who've seen the originals and enjoyed them. How are you going to compel them to go back and then compel people who are only familiar with the crappy female version or never heard of Ghostbusters before to go see it. I don't know. It's, it's probably going to be tricky. I don't, tricky. Know. I don't know. I got to talk about this with my son because he's seen both Ghostbusters and he really, he the, the originals, of course. He really loved them. And I'm curious to hear his thoughts on Ghostbusters 3. You should bring that up in your new podcast. Idiots Online. <laughs> Sayproductions.com slash Idiots Online. All right, let's keep moving on here. Uh, Netflix has been criticized for supposedly using actual footage of real life events. They're talking about Bird Box here with they were talking about a uh, a rail incident that happened in Canada that was used supposedly in the film. And they mentioned something about Travelers 2 in this that mm. happened in the, in the latest season, which I have seen Travelers season three and you're still trying to watch them. But apparently they use they use stock footage from a, a supplier called Pond Five. If you haven't heard of Pond Five, they've been around forever. Oh yeah. And apparently Pond Five has says um uh that they uh they didn't realize that this was actually live footage and they're saddened by the events incidents and taking additional steps to correct the situation. You know, the usual stuff that they say try to backpedal stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh do you think there's a problem with actual using live footage in a movie? It's a it's a gray area to me mm-hmm. um, because there, there there are things that happen that real events happen, like say nine eleven happened, right? And you use footage from there. Um, but if the families of these people that are passed away do not wish to have their, you know, their that video out there, I, I can see that. You know, they have a, an argument there. Now, I'm one of those people that thinks if if you're using the footage as a reference to the actual event, I don't think there's much of a problem. But like, these are all fictional events. That's where I get, that's where I don't, I'm not comfortable. Right. 
if you said, hey, this is an actual train accident that happened in Quebec in whatever year it is, and using the footage, that to me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because you want to actually try to make it feel as realistic as possible. But if you're saying it's a fake train event that happened somewhere else in the world, and you're using that actual footage, that to me is a little morbid. A little. That's why I said it's a, it's a gray area. Right. It's hard. It's up to interpretation, definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and it's funny. I read the story, and the first thing I thought of was when uh, Travelers in season two, when they talked about 9-11, I'm like, did they actually use 9-11 footage? And of course they didn't, but it was like, oh, okay. I see. That's, that's why they make up these fake they, – they have fake events whenever they have these things. Right. If you're going to use a fake event, don't use real footage, plain and simple. Right. So just yep. – and apparently that's what happens when you use a third party and you're not getting your stuff yourself as Netflix. Apparently he's using Pond5. Who's using it, somebody else? I think I would – I think the blame would go on Pond5 for not vetting their sources. Right. And that, and, and the thing though now is Netflix is going to be like, maybe we're not going to use Pond5 anymore. Right. That's going to hurt Pond5 more than Netflix. It's going to tarnish them, yeah. Mm-hmm. So last week we talked about – we did a first look on The Passage. Are you going to watch The Passage? You said you're going to watch episode two. It's going to be out you know, sometime soon. Um, I'm going to watch the first couple. Um, yeah, and I, and I have an article here that is from io9 where they have uh, – they saw the first three episodes and they're kind of – you know, in their article they're talking about the beats of the story and they say it's a great uh, series from what they've seen. So I, I just want to put this in here to give a kind of counter to our, you know, our review of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still going to watch it. I mean, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I'll watch the second one when it comes out. I want, and from there, I'll find out if I want to watch the third or whatever. But they're saying that it's supposed to be um, really great by what they've seen, and it's got a kind of tongue-in-cheek feel to it. I kind of told Corey, you know, the trailer for the second episode was more tongue-in-cheek. He kind of watched it. They kind of put it like a '80s music to it. To maybe make it more lively. Tainted Love. Yeah, Tainted Love, yeah. It's kind of weird watching it after watching the first one because the first one felt so serious, the first episode. I don't know how they go from serious to comedy. Yeah, I I didn't really feel the comedy from that second one. It just felt like music playing when they were having action scenes. I'm still not interested. You're like, oh, watch the second one. Watch the trailer for the second one. And I watch them like, yeah, okay, have fun. I'm still not interested. Yeah. We'll I mean see. I mean of course the downside though too is the 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 pilot can be filmed months if not years ahead of the actual rest of the season and the show could totally take a different change so from what I saw I'm like I'm not interested to watch this anymore. I don't need to watch Zach having a little girl and running across the country. I don't care. It's not saved by the bell anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's yours. I mean they saw three episodes, so maybe they saw something there we, we haven't seen yet, but you will definitely keep an eye on it, and maybe we, I will have to check it out. We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll keep All you abreast. <laughs> definitely. All right, let's move on to some more Star Trek news. Of course, we heard that Michelle Yao was supposed to get her her own Star Trek series. Well, it's been confirmed. CBS Acts, All Access has officially signed her on to star in her own, yet untitled, Star Trek series. But, of course, she's not going to play the captain that, we, that they all know and love from the first one. She's going to play the uh, the character from the Mirror Universe. 
which I think is kind of right. nice. I, I kind of like to hear the, the 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 dark side of uh, characters. I don't always want to have the the goody goodies. I want to have the bad guys as the main the main character in the show. Yeah, and this is all supposed to be like a a group that's the dark side of the Federation. Is that right? Yeah, it's like a mirror shadowy universe. black ops group. Is Section Thirty One? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I still haven't watched the Discovery at all, but I like the fact when they do shows and they don't just go go with the good characters. I want to have the the kind of bad, the kind of gray areas. It's more fun. I want to, I want to see what people are thinking when you know they're just not just the oh we're going to help make everything all right. I want people out there to just sabotage other people. Yeah, I think another article came out after this that said that new series will take this after. Uh, discovery ends so it's not going to be in time soon oh there's too many timelines here i'm getting i don't like this <laughs> I, i'm i'm a doctor who fan i'm one of those people is like everything should fit perfectly in the timeline now that we have star wars has their own i'm star wars star, star trek has their own timeline where the jj abrams rebooted it and it's got its different timeline now so we got like at least two at least two different timelines going on I'm already confused as it is, guys. Just just straighten it out for me so I know what's what what's what. Yeah, you're right. All right, I think we're done with the news for the week. Uh, let's start on with these uh, sci-fi shorts we got here. The first one is Arha or R apostrophe H A. Six minutes and forty five seconds, and um, this basically is an interrogation uh, story. It's an interrogation story, and it's also kind of like a uh, a look at technology. And your technology taken over, like robots taken over, you know. Right. Uh, they're gonna take over us, and and sometimes they're smarter than us. It appears. Yeah. Um. I don't know what you thought about this, but I was kind of like, this is kind of like a cookie cutter short story for me. I didn't see anything unusual in this one. It was just like an uh, alien getting interrogated. Uh, he escapes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and the um, the main character that's being interrogated, he looks like other aliens we've seen. He looks like the Covenant from the Halo universe with the mm-hmm. four arms and the big head. And um, and then the, the alien that's interrogating him looks like stuff from the Matrix. I mean, it looks like stuff from other properties. And it's just, it's like you said, cookie cutter... And the one part too is when 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 the alien escapes and he's running to the ship, the the special effects or whatever it was the the computer effects were kind of shaky there. Something about the way he was moving was a little awkward to me. I kind of let that go because this is more independent stuff, right? Know. I can over, overlook that. But everything else was fine. But that one moment where he was running, I was like, oh, it's a little awkward. It's a little weird there. Why couldn't you fix that up? Also, he's an alien, so he runs different. You can say that. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, this was, yeah, I mean, this was only like, what, six minutes or something like that? Yeah, six minutes and 45 seconds. And I was just like, I was not impressed with this at all. I think the special effects were were good for the budget. This, this looks like a low-budget indie film. I agree. Special effects were amazing for this one. Mm-hmm. But the story itself was kind of like um, something we've seen many times before. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see what else they have here. If there was anything else that were in the show notes. Or not show notes, the description. But yeah, it's a really 
subtle type of uh, story. Like I said, not much to it. Um, the ending was kind of like kind of a gotcha mm-hmm. moment for the for the uh, robots or whatever. Right. That's about it, really. Yeah, it was. Mm, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, we pull this stuff from the 2018 uh, most popular requests on Dust, and this was one of them. And it's like, uh, I don't know why people really wanted to see this thing. Maybe it's like the look. Could be just be the look. I don't. But the alien did not impress me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen this alien many times before. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right, let's move on to the next one. It's called uh, Hyperlight. Uh, 16 minutes and 30 seconds this one was. And this is a faster than light travel was exists in 2085. And uh, somebody wakes up in her sleeping chamber, which I thought was interesting. The fact that these pods were actually just basically their own little ships. Right. I mean, they're just escape pods, right? Yeah, they were called cryopods. I, I like the fact that she could tell the, the the cryopod what to do and how to move and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like the interaction between um, the human and the AI. It seemed all natural. It's basically like talking to Siri. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it it was. It was like, hey, if you do this, you might not make it back to the ship Solus. You know, and yeah. I, I I like that. Um, kind of had a little bit of a gravity feel to me to me, where she's trying to get to the other pod. And make it back to the ship too. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I had that little sense of that with this. Um, love the pods. I love the idea that they had these these cryopods, and they weren't like inside a ship. It was their own own little like escape pods that they were sleeping in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and it, basically, we're left to figure out why are they in there. They didn't immediately tell you, and they slowly doled out the information of of why they were in the pods, what, what their situation was. I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slowly revealing the facts to you. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of the fact of the, uh, the two guys being there at the same time? I felt like I was watching moon a little bit. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, Oh, are we in a moon moment here. Is he a clone? Yeah. That first thing I thought was, he's a clone. And then I'm like, Oh, well, you know, well, he sent a distress signal when we showed up, and there's actually two of you at the same place. And they're like, oh, so now we're talking about Time Cop. <laughs> You're going to have to explain it to me because it kind of went over my head why they are, they're both there. And it has to do with the hyperdrive technology, right? I didn't, I didn't understand it myself. Something to do with like – I guess when you're doing faster than light, time is different for you. So I, I didn't understand exactly how that would have worked. Yeah, how – they showed up two minutes or not two minutes, two hours ahead of where they were supposed to be or behind and something like that. It wasn't really explained, but that's okay. I mean, you don't have to beat it over my head, but a little bit more explanation would have been nice. But I don't know about you, but I, I the ending to this was obvious to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Did you notice that, that, that this is the way it was going to end? I mean, I had a feeling that's the way it was going to end, but you never know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it, they they kept he kept saying or she kept saying it over and over again. So kind of beating it overhead. You can't occupy the same space. Can't occupy yeah. the same space. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we're gonna tell. We're gonna basically tell you. Here's how it's gonna end. Yeah. We're gonna time cop it. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. It was so time cop. I mean, plain and simple. But it, I enjoyed this one. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, for the fact that the moment that the fact that they had cryopods and they're not like in a spaceship in a sleep, she wakes up and she's in this pod in space and she's telling, you know, the AI, please move here, move there, do this. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I really like this one. And I, and I like the interaction with Ava, the AI on there. Mm-hmm. And like she was, you know, investigating what happened by, by Q, uh, querying Ava, like, okay. How many heat signatures do you have? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's three. Oh, wh- why is there three? Why and do you she, only detect two? <laughs> and it was interesting because she would explain why they are there, but she couldn't explain why there were three. Yeah. You that's know? not part of her programming. Yeah. Who's in front of me? Well, this guy. Well, who's over there on the bed? This guy. Can you explain it? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. That makes total sense. That's the way it works. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the third one. It's called Coin Operated, five minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, this one I found over on Vimeo, and I thought I'd share with us. And uh, this one had a Pixar feel to me. I don't know about you, but the eyes kind of had that Pixar look to it. Oh, yeah, it definitely had – it borrowed a lot from Pixar. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the fact that they don't talk, you know, um, remind me a little bit like Up or something like that, you know? Right. Um, just a cutesy little story. It's only five minutes long. Yeah, it went by real quick. Um, I I love the whole idea, but but then I'm like, why is this kid starting a lemonade stand and basically sitting there until he's really old to get enough money to go back to the rocket again? I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, and I it did it kind of fell apart after that. That was exactly what I was thinking. It was great at the beginning. He had his little fantasy. He did his, his lemonade stand. He's getting money. And then once he got old and he took all that money to the to the rocket, I was like, I, okay, I, you lost me here. This was just a waste. It's almost like he never grew up. And there's something, there's some, I don't know, idealizing going there, but like, hey, you're always a kid. But dude, he was like 70 years old. Yes, he would have figured out that that's not going to take him up there. But yeah, exactly. Um, First half was amazing. Second half, just like you said, just fell apart. And uh, I was like, after the lemonade stand, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of lost in this one. I'm like, can we just get to the end now? I like the animation. I like the the story. Like you said, first half, good. Second half, I'm like, okay. And then the ending, I was like, I knew that's what was going to happen. Yes. (laughs) It was just, yeah. He finally got to live his little fantasy, basically, is what it was. And I think this is more for kids. I think kids can accept this kind of. Yeah, premise. I mean, that's why I felt like it's like I said, it had like a Pixar feel to it too. It's just, it's more for the kids out there in the world, not for the adults. Yeah, I agree. They they get to live through that that uh that little fantasy world they have. Right. All right. I think we are done this week on the show. Got a nice little quick episode here for some shorts with you, and I want to thank Brian for being here. Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Username is Brian says. And gracious, you can find us at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. That's where all the goodness is at. You can check us out every week on uh, Tuesdays. Like this week, we have sci-fi shorts number four. Next week, we're doing the IO film Netflix. And then the IO film Netflix. The Netflix film, IO. So make sure you check that out. You can always email us, sci-fi watcher at sayproductions.com. Catch us live here Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 12 midnight UTC over at sayproductions.com slash YouTube. And if you want to leave us an uh, email at Say Productions or at Sci-Fi Watcher at SayProductions.com or drop us a voicemail at 774-327-2948, 774-32-SAY-IT. 
That's about it for this week's episode. And until next time, have a good one.